so I'm I have this saying and I always I always say you as a woman you can have it all you just can't have it all at the same time um so you know I'm a this sort of firm believer in seasons in your life and you go through these different seasons and at different times you have to make a choice over what you are prepared to compromise and you know give up put on hold however you want to frame it um to really focus on what is important for you in that moment and so at that point in time I was kind of like okay well I just have to accept that at this season in my life training is not my top priority mm-hmm. you know I've got to work you know I've got I've got to work I've got my kids I have to prioritize my my children and my family um, I'm not someone that can train at nighttime. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. So when Craig said to me, you know, why don't you train after the kids go to bed? I'm like, why don't you okay. fucking train at 7.30 at yeah. night mate, and see no, how you no, like it? No, you know, no. like yeah. that's just not an option for me. I can't get up in the morning and train early. My husband is not my husband. We're not married, but we might as well be. So he leaves for work at 6 a.m., right? He's a tradie. He leaves for work at 6 a.m., um, you know, my, I get up in the morning and do all the kid things and, you know, do all of that. Um, so my time to train is in the middle of the day. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today we have our awesome ops manager, uh, Victoria Hoskin, what we call her Vic, or if you're in America, they call her Vicky, which is pretty funny when we have meetings. She she loves it. <laughs> and if, if you follow me for a while, you probably would have heard me talk about Vicky, my stories and you know, sometimes she jumps in there, um, but she's worked for us for over three years now. She's a mom with two kids when we met her and when she first worked with us, she was pregnant just after she had Eddie, um, Mm. her first uh, baby. So yeah, she's worked in big corporate blue chip companies um, and yeah, but been working for us for the last uh, three years and she's also a client. So she works with Craig too. So, you know, I think a lot of women in our audience will really relate to Vic because she struggles with the same things that you guys do with kids. And I always look at the women with kids and that work full time and I really admire them because I think, oh man, I think I'm so busy. And we actually looked after her kids for 24 hours and they were so (laughs) well behaved, so well behaved. And by the end, I was like, oh man, this is so like full on. You know, like you just don't realize like they talk to you constantly. They always ask you questions. You can't turn around and like leave them alone for even a second. You know, it's just, and that's when they're well-behaved. Yeah. So yeah. like when they're at home with their parents, they're probably being, you know, little shits too. So <laughs> I have a lot of admiration for the mums and I, you know, while I don't know what it's like personally, we've worked with a lot of women. Um, and I just wanted to get Vic on the show because if you listen to last week's, we talked all about training structure and how to structure your training. And I think a lot of women will message me and, and they have this idea in their head about the perfect amount of days to train. And I think there's some probably better questions you can ask yourself. Um, and, you know, the best program will only work if you can actually commit to it and do it and be consistent. And if you're trying to force, as we talked about before, putting a square peg in a round hole, you know, and you keep trying to do it and it's not working, you just feel like shit. 
and you don't actually get anywhere. Um, and Vic, you know, this was Vic for a little while. Um, and we talked about on the last podcast how she moved from three days a week to now doing five really short, quite short sessions. Mm. Um, so welcome, Vic. Thanks. Thanks <laughs> for having me. Such a privilege to be on this podcast. Oh, you're so famous now too. Oh, so many of my heroes have gone yeah. with me. <laughs> so Vic's 40. Are you 43 now? 44. Yeah, 43. 43. Yeah. Yeah. So she you had Eddie when you were 36. 36. So she's a geriatric yeah. mum. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's just what they call them. If no, you... I am. That's a technical term for us oldie mums that have kids after 35. Geriatric mums. So email address the geriatric mums club. It's so funny. <laughs> and yeah, Vic worked, you know, she she was pretty high up in like if, if anyone knows oil and gas companies, BP, British Petroleum, they're massive. So she's worked in some pretty high-level, uh, stressful jobs, travelled overseas, and then she had her kids. And massive change for you, hey? Mm, huge change. Huge change. Yeah, so I had Eddie at 36 and then uh, Ruby at 38. So they're six and four now. So Eddie started school last year um, and he's just gone into grade one and Ruby's in her last year at kindy and she'll start school next year mm. and I uh Vic so Vic works for us she works from home just like flexible working hours on the site she just gets the work done um but there was a bit of a big change wasn't there when uh Eddie because they were both in um you know like like daycares at daycare yeah they yeah. were in long daycare so yeah. um they were both going to the same daycare from sort of 8 30 until 4 30 each day while I was, you know, working from home. Um, and then obviously as many of the listeners will have gone through the transition of when their kids are at school or if their kids are at school, um, you know, school hours being roughly nine till three. Uh, so, you know, you drop the kid, do the morning routine, the morning rush um, and get out the door. We usually leave home about quarter past eight drop Ruby off at daycare and then head up to school. So by the time I get home from dropping Eddie at school, it's usually about nine o'clock, um, depending on how smoothly drop-off goes. Um, he can be a bit emotional sometimes in the morning. So sometimes it takes me a little bit longer to get him settled at school. Um, and then, of course, you know, leaving home around 245 um, to get to pick up. So I think that was such a huge transition for me last year, um, going from having sort of a full day between, you know, sort of seven-ish hours to really only having sort of five and a half hours in the day to work, uh, get all my job, get my job done, as well as work in the evenings a bit. I do that as well. Like Kitty said, I'm lucky because my job is flexible. I don't have to drive into the city and sit in an office all day and be there from, you know, nine till five. I do have flexibility, which is a lot more than what so many others do. Um, you know, I used to work in the large organizations and yeah, I'd be there at my desk at nine o'clock in the morning and leaving at five. And that was when the kids were in daycare. Um, so yeah, big transition, big change. And that, I was going to say, Vic, actually, that, that's probably something to talk about too, the first road bump that we hit because 
she went from being able to train three days a week and go to the gym and then she just really couldn't train and you just sort of didn't say anything. And then I remember one day speaking, I'm like, oh, you seem like, like you're a bit fucked, you know, like you're a bit, you don't seem yourself. Like, and then she tells me that, you know, obviously, you know, you haven't been able to train and, you know, it's just obviously was affecting you and you didn't, couldn't, you couldn't really think of a solution you know, yeah. you, were like, you were like to me, I just probably have to accept it because, you know, what what's the solution really? Like I can't actually go to the gym now because I've got only five and a half hours to work, you know, um, and we just had a discussion and I th- it's really, I mean, because obviously given what our business does, it's important for me that our, like people that work for us, you know, can actually ha- practice some self-care and do totally. things that totally. we wreck it. Because I'm like, I could just see that it was affecting you. And so we just had a conversation and we ended up coming up with a solution of buying this small home gym for a garage. So she has this like get double garage and Craig and I did a really good podcast episode on this about what we actually did to set it up. And it doesn't take up that much space, hey, Vic? No, 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 no. I mean, if you've got a decent sized garage, it's okay. Um, But yeah, so I think what was happening then was... um, I had, so I had my training, I was working with Craig, had my training program. Uh, It was a three day a week program for if I could fit it in. Um, And the sessions were pretty big. Um, They they weren't necessarily, um, you know, lots and lots of exercises, but they had the big compound lifts as the first exercise with like three sets. And, you know, we'd try and push to failure pretty hard and, so you need a bit of rest time in between your sets and things. And what I was finding is they were probably taking me about an hour to an hour and a half to complete the session. Um, and then I was just absolutely wrecked after them. So um, particularly like squat days and deadlift days, they would just absolutely hammer me. Um, and so it kind of got to a stage where, you know, I would have dropped Eddie at school. I'd come home, I'd do an hour of work. And then I'd tell myself, right, go to the gym, go to the gym. It was in my calendar, all the things, all the tactics that were meant to do alarm set in my calendar. And my reminder would go off saying, go to the gym. It would be like 10 o'clock. I'd be like, yeah, I just got to finish this one thing for work. And so I'd sit there and then 15 minutes later, the alarm would go off again, go to work. I'm like, it's going to take me, I'm going to be out of here for like two hours. Cause by the time I drive to the gym, do my, do my training session, come back, have a shower, have something to eat. It's two hours gone out of my day. Right. Like I can try and be quicker at the gym, but then I'm probably not pushing as hard because my rests are shorter and, and all the things. And so I'd sit here and I would just keep ignoring that reminder telling me to go to the gym and then it would be lunchtime and then like oh okay I've got to eat now before I'll go to the gym I'll just have some lunch and then I'll go to the gym and then I'll be like oh it's one o'clock by the time I get there I'm just gonna have to come home and pick Eddie up from school anyway I'll go tomorrow I'll go tomorrow it's okay I'll go tomorrow and I'll move the thing in my calendar and that went on for like weeks weeks and I might have got one session in and I might have gone and done a Saturday morning if Chris wasn't working um you know if the stars aligned magnificently on the weekend I would have you know managed to go and and sneak a session in um but I just was it just wasn't consistent it wasn't consistent at all and so then it was kind of like well what's the point in even doing one session a week 
right? It's just a waste of time because I'm not progressing. I'm not being consistent. Um, it's stressing me out when I do go because when I'm there, I'm thinking about all the things I need to be doing for work, um, you know, and just not focusing on it. I was constantly on my phone at the gym, like checking messages and doing all that instead of just being present in this in the training session and focusing on that. Um, so I just stopped training, really. <laughs> Um, and you know, it wasn't a conscious decision of, I'm just going to stop this right now. It was just a case of, I think that subconscious voice in your head going, you're not being consistent with this. It's a waste of time going once a week. Just don't do it. Just Mm. in every week I'd say to myself, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. It's in my calendar. And I just wouldn't, I just didn't because of all those reasons stacked up. Um, and then, yeah, so Kitty and I had the chat about it and, um, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of, I think I was crying. Um, and and you know, just, very much on Vic, like there's got you and me, I'm like, if there's what, there's a way we can always find a way. Yeah. I'm very like, Kitty's like we'll, we'll get you a nanny. We'll do yeah. all, we like, all these conversations. And then at the end of just before we got off, I said, look, I know, look, okay, but what about this? I was like, what about if we like, I said, could you just train from home? What about if we just bought a little bit of more equipment? Cause she already had some from Corona, but just yeah. needed a bit more to make it. And, and you were like, that actually could work. Yeah, And so then we went and got that. And it wasn't that expensive either. Like that setup that we've got you, like when we did the podcast on it, like if you got some secondhand shit and then bought that thing, 5K, you could do 5K. And you've got an awesome setup. You can do all of the stuff. Yeah, Like, you know, I had a a lady message on Instagram going, I listened to that podcast and she sent me a picture. She bought the stuff and she's like, it's great. Like it fits in. It's not that big. Like obviously you need some room, but it's not like you need, it's not like our fucking garage, which has just got so much shit in it, you know, like. Yeah, like it's a decent size rack, and, yeah. but it's got like the Smith machine, the cables, like you can do some chin-ups. I can't do chin-ups, but you could do some chin-ups, um, you know, the curls. Um, and then I just got the a bench. leg extension yeah. and the, the bench, yeah, and I can deadlift with my weight, with my bar and yeah. some, some weights and, it, and it's good. That's perfect. But I think, you know, I think it, um, I'm so I'm I have this saying and I always I always say you as a woman you can have it all you just can't have it all at the same time um so you know I'm a this sort of firm believer in seasons in your life and you go through these different seasons and at different times you have to make a choice over what you are prepared to compromise and you know give up put on hold however you want to frame it um to really focus on what is important for you in that moment and so at that point in time I was kind of like okay well I just have to accept that at this season in my life training is not my top priority you know I've got to work you know I've got I've got to work I've got my kids I have to prioritize my my children and my family um, I'm not someone that can train at nighttime. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. So when Craig said to me, you know, why don't you train after the kids go to bed? I'm like, why don't you okay. fucking train at 7 30 at yeah. night, mate, and see no, how you not, like it? You know, like yeah. that's just not an option for me. I can't get up in the morning and train early. My husband he's not my husband, we're not married, but we might as well be. So he leaves for work at 6 a.m. Right. He's a tradie, he leaves for work at 6 a.m um you know my I get up in the morning and do all the kid things and you know do all of that um so my time to train is in the middle of the day 
Mm. or in the in middle of the morning after the kids are dropped off. And I'm lucky because I have a job that allows that one. Mm. Like I don't take that for granted. So many women don't have that. And in my former life in the corporate world, I didn't have that. But I also didn't have kids then either. So I would go and train at six o'clock in the morning or I would go and train at five o'clock at the end of the day because I didn't have to deal with the kids, you yeah. know, and do all the mum things either end of the day. Um, so at, you know, that point in time, I just, I would just kind of accept it. I was like, okay, well, I just don't train yeah. for a while. You <laughs> know, I just like, don't do it. It doesn't, it's like, I can't accept I that. Don't do it. Okay. okay. And that was my solution, right? It was like, it's okay. I'll focus on my, I'll, I've got my yeah. nutrition. Yeah. I can go walking. Like we can take family walks, you know, the kids yeah. can come on the bikes. We can take the dog, all that kind of stuff. But I don't have time in my life right now to go and sit at the not sit at the gym but you know what I mean for an hour and a half three times a week it becomes longer when you bookend it with everything I just didn't have that um so me being dramatic and the way I am I'm okay well I just won't train (laughs) so you are right though Vic like not everyone's like you that has employers where you can work from home they don't I'm like well I was like well let's just do this let's just because I was like we've got to find a solution because I was like you can't not train Vic like I feel like for you you're better if you train. Yeah, totally. So I was like, how can but we come up with this solution? You have Other to shit. sacrifice something. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the guilt set in for me because it it was for myself, obviously. I'm like, come on, if I can't find three, four hours for myself in a week, like what's going on? But then also it was, I felt like I was letting you and Craig down as well, because like you said, this is our job. This is our business. This is who we are. We should be doing what we tell people to do. Um, And, you know, you always say to me, oh, Vic, what would you say to a client if they said that, you know? And it's like, oh, just find a way, find a way. Get it. But I agree with you on what you're saying, because like, you're right. Where is the time? Like we had to come up with a solution that was like, how do we do this? Because you know, not, not everyone's fucking boss is going to say, oh, here, we'll just buy you a home gym. Yeah. Like that's a bit unrealistic. Like people listen yeah. to going, well, I can't really go to my boss and say, could you guys buy me? But, you know, like you might be able to save some money yourself. Totally. You know, and totally. just in six months' time, put a little bit away and then buy some secondhand things and pick yeah. it up and sort of think about like what we're talking about. How can I get some stuff at home and then do some shorter workouts? Exactly. But exactly. I do agree with you, Vic. And- There's times like where you can't, like I've got friends whose husband works away two young yeah. kids, doesn't have them in daycare. She's like, I just can't train right now for the next 12 months or whatever it is. And I'm like, you're yeah. right. There are times yeah. when you just can't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, spot on. But then you've got to like, you really have to focus on the things that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think for us in our program, you know, nutrition is always number one, right? And then not using they're not, not training. Saying, well, I can't train, so I might as well just fuck off my nutrition as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like you can achieve so much depending on what your personal goals are. Like obviously you're not going to build muscle if you're not training, but if you want to lose weight or support your metabolism or, you know, those type of things, you can definitely achieve through your nutrition and walking or, you know, things like that. But I think um, I think what what changed obviously is, um having a really good chat to Craig as well like um 
so after that conversation with you, then I started, I was talking to Craig and he does all my programming. And, um, you know, I was, I was frustrated because we'd been making such good progress. <laughs> like, you know, when I had been training, my lifts were all coming up. My deadlift was getting back up around, you know, sort of that 120, 125 for reps. And I was like, I was feeling strong and good and stuff. And I was like, oh God, here we go. It's gone again, you know? Um, and so talking to him and saying, what do you think? Like, I just can't do this. It's not happening. And I mean, he could see it. He could go into my recomposer and see I wasn't training. Uh, you know, I'm not going in there and lying and putting numbers in that I'm not doing. Um, so we, you know, we had lots of discussion and then he was like, well, what do you think about doing could you do 20 minute sessions or 20 to 30 minute sessions five times a week? And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to train five times a week. <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go and I'll see how it goes um, because it's better than doing nothing. And if I sit here at my computer and and then I think I've just got to go there, the, my garage is literally like, <laughs> Five steps yeah. I've just got to go there and be there for 20 minutes. So like good. that's okay. Like that, that feels really good. And the other thing that was happening at the same time was I'd started waking up through the night to pee mm-hmm. like two or three times, which I'd never done, like never. Um, so I was like waking up to pee um I wasn't training I was worried about not training and like all of these things sort of came together um so we Craig and I had this long conversation he's like okay I'm going to give you a five-day program you're going to have like two or three exercises a day and we'll just test it out and we'll see what happens um I'm like okay cool righto so um he did my he did my program and we just started it and probably within I'm not kidding, like three or four days, I stopped waking up in the night to, to pee. Um, this shows, doesn't it, like the when you have emotional or mental stress, how much it really yeah. affects you or something's out of alignment and you're like, fuck, I can't. It's like it's the uh, anxiety around I can't do anything about it. I feel like I can't do anything about it. Yeah. So you just have this shit running through your head. Yeah. And so um, we just, we were just, just started. And so literally most days I have three exercises a couple of days leg days I only have two so like my deadlift day is two sets of deadlifts two sets of leg extensions my other leg day is uh two sets of leg curls and two sets of hack squats on the Smith machine yeah and that's it. And then the other three days are upper body days with just one leg exercise put in. So I, one of them, I have like four upper body exercises. One I have two and a leg exercise. Um, so it, it's been an interesting shift. So, you know, there was a few mental barriers to overcome with it. So the first one was, or how am I actually progressing when I'm only doing two exercises a day? Like this is, I'm not, it's not enough. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing exactly the same volume as I would have been on a three-day program. Mm. 
Mm. It's just spread over five days. And if anything, actually, it's probably a little bit more volume because we've snuck in an extra little exercise here or there. Mm. Um, And then the other thing that I look at to remind myself is, are my numbers increasing? I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I just wanted to jump in quickly and talk a little bit more about Saturay's premium collagen. So collagen is rich in or high in gelatin, which is basically the cooked form of collagen. So traditional diets were naturally gelatin rich. So muscle meat wasn't generally eaten on its own like it is today. So they would stew a whole joint, which would include the muscle, the bone, the skin, the connective tissue, the cartilage, et cetera, all together with the full spectrum of amino acids in one meal. These days we throw away all the good bits. So you can, to get more gelatin in your diet, you can do things like incorporating uh, gelatinous broths. And if you go to my Instagram page, I've got some uh, great recipes uh, there. Um, The other way that I like to get more gelatin in my diet is through supplementing with premium collagen. So it's just a really handy addition to have, and it just makes getting the collagen or gelatin in super easy. So uh, some of the proven health and beauty benefits from regular long-term use include joint and cartilage regrowth, reduced inflammation, improved body composition, increased bone density, improved gut integrity and digestion, more youthful hydrated skin and healthier and stronger nails. Now, if you're a busy mom or maybe you're just busy like me, I don't have kids, uh, but you may not always have time to make broths every week and it is a little bit of a painful process. Um, So like I said before, an easy way to get the collagen or gelatin in your diet is actually to supplement with the premium collagen. So I add mine to my morning coffee. I also add it in my ice cream recipe at night, but you can add it to any sort of liquids or juice or yogurt, and you can even just mix it in a little bit of warm water and shot it down. So I just wanted to tell you about one of the most recent reviews we had of the premium collagen on the website. So the client wrote, magic collagen powder. I recently started using the collagen powder to see if my sports injuries could improve and alleviate my rheumatism as well. I saw almost instant relief from the inflammation and got the added bonus of improved nail and hair conditions. I've gifted one friend with it and another has started using it. I hope they get similar results. So I'm going to pop a link in the show notes to the Saturate products with a discount code. So Kitty05, which will give you 10% off the premium collagen and all the saturated products. Let's get back to the podcast. So are my, are my, you know, my calculated max is increasing, which they are. So if anything, it's actually, I actually think I'm progressing faster because I'm not as gassed yeah, after rest, each rested. Yeah. I'm only doing two exercises. It's not at, like I'm, I'm, I've worked hard, but I'm not fried. Yeah. Like, like I'm just, I'm not fried. Um, and it's done in like 20 or 30 minutes. So once I got over that mental shift of, am I doing enough? How can this be progressing me if I'm only doing two exercises a day or three exercises a day and just look at the data? So you bring it back to the data, take the emotion out of it and just focus on the actual numbers. I can see the progression. Um, and, you know, body composition changes as well, looking at measurements and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I think I think sort of the key learning and the whole thing for me has been around like don't suffer in silence. So I knew that something wasn't working, but I didn't speak up about it. I just 
tried to deal with it on my own and I kept trying to force myself to do something that wasn't working. And I kept saying, I'll, I'll, I'll nail it next week. It'll be fine next week. I'll get my three sessions done. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. It's like, you know, I'll start my diet on Monday. You know, I'll start my training on Monday. I'll do it next week. And it just didn't, it, you know, it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until you sort of called me out a bit on it and said to me, what's going on? And I was like, oh, I'm not doing my training. Mm. Um, you know, but I think there's always, a solution mm-hmm. it has to be a conscious choice <laughs> you know like if I'm not going to train because of xyz that is my choice it's a conscious choice and you can make that choice and you can make that decision and put a line in the sand and say okay I'm going to give myself six months whatever to get through this phase and then pick up again or let's talk to my coach and say what else could we do like what could we do that might work in the meantime and it might be a body weight exercise program at home that you can do in your lounge right or it might be set yourself up a little home gym with some equipment and do some 20 minute sessions in there each day um but that your coach if you work with a coach like your coach can't help you if you don't communicate with them and that goes for everything it's not just training like obviously that goes for everything but if you are just trying to fumble along and figure it out for yourself because you feel like you're failing and you don't want to tell your coach that or you feel like you're letting them down because you know you want to impress your coach you want to do well you want to live up to their expectations then really you're just letting yourself down and it's important that you have that open communication so that together you can find the solutions for this point in time in your life Mm. you know and that'll change again for me next year like when Ruby starts school and I've got both kids at school that'll it'll change again and we'll need some other type of adjustment no doubt Mm. um but this is working for now do I always get five sessions done no I do not do I get at least three yes Three or four is probably my, you know, my average, but that's way more than what I was doing before. And do you, Vic, with those days try and like, you know, I think an important thing here is like, you know, she's doing like deadlifts and squats are very stimulating. Like they work your whole body just about. So, you know, if you're going to be prioritize anything, do you prioritize the leg days? Always do them and then do the upper body days. Do you try? And she's like, nah. No. <laughs> I just go through my program and order. Yeah, just do it in order. Yeah, like I don't, I don't have rest days programmed. My yeah. days in in recompose are just back to back to back to back to back to yeah. back to back, and I just go in and do the next one, and I do the yeah. next one, and I do the next one. Do the next. I'm very orderly like that. I can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't skip around. My go. my OCD doesn't yeah. cope with jumping around and having gaps, so I just I just go in and do them in order. And yeah. you know, I think um, that that works for me but you know the way that it's set up is that you know there's two leg days three upper body days so I'm gonna hit that most weeks yeah 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 and I think too like you know we we post about when I say we me but Vic too because she does stuff but like I think just being able to show up and be consistent and just like 
start doing it, it sort of reinforces that new identity that I am the person that does it. You know, it doesn't matter that it's not perfect. You know, because really it's like we say this all the time, hey, Vic, like the consistent imperfect action is what gets you to yeah. like but it's and it's also just you know, like Kitty, you're you're someone who you just want to see how strong you can get, right? Like you just love training and you just wanna get in there and lift as heavy as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And um for me at this stage, yes, I want to progress, but it's not, that's not the end goal. The end goal is, you know, being healthy and being strong. Yes. But not like, you know, you're not ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not competing in power like yeah, yeah, yeah. doing all that. Yeah. I just want to do it for the lifestyle. And, you know, the end goal is to feel good about myself and to be happy that I'm looking after myself so that I can show up as the best mom and the best employee and, you know, the best daughter and all of those things. It's not about needing to go in there and prove to anybody that I can lift and deadlift 120 kilos for 10 reps. Like, who cares, you know, but I can go in there and I can keep getting stronger and I can keep showing up for myself and just have that lifestyle Mm. um, and that focus that it is it isn't a, a a diet phase you know anyone can focus for eight weeks and you know cut their calories and work out like a mad woman I did all those challenges like I did all of that stuff and I could do it for eight weeks because you know you you live it and breathe it and talk about it to everyone around you and you get your husband and your partner I'm just doing this challenge just eight mm. weeks I just need your help for eight weeks I just need yeah. to do this for eight weeks for me and cool and I did all of that but then after the eight weeks was up, everything just went back to the way it was, mm. you know, and I, it wasn't a lifestyle in those situations, whereas this, you know, is more sustainable from a lifestyle and showing up for me four or five times a week for 20 minutes, half an hour, it's, it's sustainable and it's mm. it's something that can keep going. Mm. Um, and that will have long-term benefits mm. of all those other things rather than the ups and the downs and the ups and the downs and the starting and the stopping and feeling like a failure. Mm. I like that too, what you said about, because I think sometimes you know, you're like, oh, I was making really good progress and I got to, you know, here and then I was like, fuck, now I've sort of gone backwards. But I think it's like just letting go of that. Like you're saying, just going, hey, sh- showing up because you actually enjoy it and it's benefiting you for the long term. And like your progress, even my progress is not linear. Like yeah. you have weeks where you go, I go into the gym and just lift the same weights. It's just the same. I'm just doing the same workout because it's that consistency. And you're still, you know, just going in and doing it is what matters. Yeah. And you're yeah. never going to make progress forever and consistently week to week to week. So I think it's like just going, you know, like I, like you, like I just really enjoy lifting. It's, yeah. It's- fun and I enjoy the feeling I get after it. It makes me feel really capable and strong. And, you know, I know like, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, but I know with certainty that if I just chip away gradually and lift every week, I will get stronger. Yeah. I will feel good. You know, I will feel capable. Um, And, you know, like we always crapping on about the muscle is so great, especially for women in their forties and fifties as you're hitting, you know, perimenopause and menopause. It's not just about how you look. It's all the health benefits of having more muscle and you know I often look at my grandparents they were really immobile mm. when they were old and I think fuck I don't want to be like that yeah 
Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, I'm sure so many women can relate Vic, to your story. I mean, I talk to them every week. They say the same things. Totally. Totally. And I think, you know, I just keep coming back to be conscious about it mm. and, you know, just don't let things slip away or evolve because you're not making a conscious choice, mm. you know, and different seasons call for different things. Yeah. Um, and it's just about really focusing on, what's important for you right now and what is realistic for you right now because if you set yourself up with something that's unrealistic of course you're going to fucking fail and feel like shit yeah. and you can always right. build on it do less and, and then build yeah and it's not about lowering your standards or anything or settling for it's a it's just being realistic and honest with yourself and being okay with saying right I just need to take a step back from that right now but this is what I can do and not throwing everything out the window because one bit doesn't fit in to the puzzle at that particular point in time and I think that's what a lot of women do oh I do it all the I'm getting better at not doing it but for sure like that was me that was totally me you know, I can't train. Oh, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go face first into yeah. this bag of donuts, whatever, <laughs> and down a bottle of wine. Like, cool. I'll start on Monday. When I get my training done, I'll sort my nutrition out. Yeah. yeah. It's just about actually don't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Focus on what you <laughs> don't, can don't do. Don't do that. <laughs> just focus on what you can control. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Like this, we had this and back to my uh, HR day. <laughs> You know, there's like um, your circle of control that's here and then your circle of influence. And the most important thing is to what can you actually control? Like this little circle here, what can I control? Well, I can control what goes in my mouth. Yeah. Everyone else does that. I control that. That's me. My circle of influence is, okay, well, what's broader than that? So there's going to be other factors around that come in to try and interfere, but always bring it back to what can you control? And it might only be this tiny little thing in here, but, you know, the number one thing that we can all control is what goes in our mouth, Mm. Um, you know, regardless of how busy we are and what kids we have to look after and what sports events we've got to get to and all those things, Um, you know, and that's, that's taken me years to like work on that. And I still have slip ups and still, you know, get caught out unprepared and, you know, all the things, but just focus on what you can control and be conscious about the other things um, and make conscious decisions. And I think, you know, like we, you talked about this previously, like in our program, we obviously encourage everyone to strength train, but there are some clients of ours that just haven't been able to strength train for various reasons. Like Mm. said, Mel, one of our coaches, she's got a lady that's lost 46 kilos walking and cause she had sick and there's kids in hospital, all this different things. So she was like, all right, what can we focus on your food? So you've got really consistent with nutrition and she walked and she's lost 46 fucking kilos. I'm like, that is insane. Yeah. We've got lots like that. Obviously, you're not going to really improve your body composition, but like now she's 46 kilos lighter yeah. and she can now go on strength train. Now the stress is gone. How, what an amazing place to be in. 
Well, know. and one would argue that you lose 46 kilos, you have improved your body composition. Yeah, true, true. But I mean, you probably <laughs> haven't built a lot of muscle. Sorry, you haven't built yeah, a yeah, lot cool. of muscle. But that, who cares? Like, yeah. you've lost the body fat. And now, like, I think she can start strength training because yeah. those things are gone. Imagine if she'd gone, ah, oh, fuck it. I, I can't train, train. I'm just going to keep eating the way I'm eating. She, look where she is now. And that's what often I say to myself if I sort of think, oh, fuck, you know, this is going to take so long or I can't do it perfectly. I just think, okay, imagine if I just do this little thing consistently for 12 months, imagine yeah. where I'll be. Yeah. Because that's what happens. Like Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You just got to change that mindset. Yeah. And that's the hardest part. Totally. It's the, <laughs> the hardest part. part. It's the hardest part, changing the mindset and the behaviors. Like, yeah. you know. It's really funny, Vic. I always think like you're so good at this in business. Cause like Vic Vic's, you know, she's like a partner in our business. Like she's really good at that, that, you know, and I'm not so good at that. I'm very more like, but in my training nutrition, I'm good. I've got yeah. that your long-term approach. Yeah. When it comes to business stuff, I'm like, fuck, we've got to implement now. We've got to do this now. We've got to do this now. You know, it's just so funny. It's just interesting how, you know, like while I can't really relate now because obviously I've been doing it for a long time and I'm in a good place, but I can totally relate because I feel like that in our business mm. a lot. Mm. You know, I just want it now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I can't have it now. I've got to chip away and show up every day and do these things consistently and, you know, it'll build over time. So, yeah. yeah. But, you know, and I think probably just to end on this point because we've been blabbing on a bit now, mm. but um, you just, you got to be, honest with yourself and not beat yourself up right so you know I think I used to just get so mad at myself if the scales I'd like I'd stand on the scales in the morning and be like why hasn't that shifted like what the fuck and I'm like well you know you're not doing the work you yeah. know like it's unrealistic to expect change so if you're not gonna or if you can't it's not if, if you're not going to because you're just being lazy, that's a different matter. But if you can't because of whatever season in, you're in in your life and you're making a conscious choice, be realistic about the progress that you will see as well, right? But like as Kitty said, you know, you can still focus on other things and get results in a different way as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so one of the things that I've been really trying to add to my thing is prioritizing sleep. Because I was terrible. I'd like so many mums out there, the kids to bed, and then it's your time, you know. And next thing you know, it's 10 30, 11 o'clock at night, and you're sitting in the lounge with the TV, whatever, you know. So focus on what you can, be honest and realistic about what you're going to achieve in that season, mm. and then just do what you can, control what you can. Mm. Yeah, yeah, good one. I like that about the sleep. Because obviously when you don't sleep, you're more hungry the next day. It's I got so nine hard. hours sleep on Saturday night. Oh, you must be feeling a Nine hours. Like, oh, on Sunday, what happened? <laughs> what happened? There's a real shit bit where Vic went through where both of her kids were coming in and wake up at night. It's like, I remember talking to you one day and you're just like crying because you're just like, no. I was like, fuck, how have you been surviving? I think I was getting about four or five hours sleep. Oh, <laughs> I'm just like, and then having to work and I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> That was not a good time. And you're not young either. I mean, we're not old, but like it's not like you're in your 20s. You know, if you had kids in your 20s, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're out there partying. No, night. take me back. No, don't take me back. Uh, but now in your 40s, it's terrible if you don't get mm. 
Absolutely. Mm. But I think you're right. Like a lot of like you can make like, you know, you, if you're sit, sitting up on fucking Instagram, scrolling through Instagram at night, like ask yourself, honestly, is what you're doing really helping you? You know, yeah. like, so yeah. And just doing something simple like that, it'd be, you'd be amazed at how much difference. Then you wake up fresh. You, 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 it's easier to stick to your plan because you're not yeah. starving. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when you're tired, you just want to eat everything. I'm when oh. I'm tired, everything, all the carbs. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, totally. But no, yeah. that was really great. Thanks so much for coming on, um, Vic. I'm sure a lot of the mums will really resonate with everything that you've said. Um, and you know, if you've been following us for a while and you've been thinking about potentially doing the coaching program, I'll pop a link in the show notes. You can book into my diary, have a chat. Um, you know, in the in in our coaching program, you work with someone one on one, and they can look at your schedule you know, what you're doing and help you actually customize a program, something like VIX, that's actually going to fit in your lifestyle and make sure you're doing the exercises going to give you the most bang for your buck yeah. so that you can, um, you know, get results training less. Really? Yeah. Is our motto, right? Eat more. Train, <laughs> train less. Get results. Get results. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Vic. No um, worries. And I'm sure we'll have you. have been on the podcast before, so I'm sure we'll have you on again. Can't wait.